Turn Podcast, the gaming podcast hosted by three extra competitive siblings. And as we're in lockdown, today I'm joined by my extra special honorary sibling, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Jem. Thanks for having me back. Oh, Tim, you were so great on the last episode. Um, I've basically fired my brothers. They're not my brothers anymore. Well, you are now my brother. I mean... <laughs> I, well, okay, two things. One, I have noticed they're missing. What have you done with them? And uh, yeah, secondly, it has them. been 20 years, you know. <gasps> We've known each other for 20 years. Yeah, I think that, that counts as siblingness after 20 years. Yeah, and I was thinking about this today, actually, Tim. We, I've lived with you more than I've lived with any other adult that isn't my blood relative. Wow. Okay, how long, how much longer do you have to be with your partner until that becomes true? Well, until you're um, with them? my partner it has been living in the house for, I want to say two and a half years, maybe three and a half years, but I'm really bad. Oh, okay, counting. so quite a, quite a way then. Yeah, you've got quite a way, yeah, yeah, because we live together, so All Tim right. and I have known each other since uni. Uh, we lived together for two years at university. Then we lived together for how many years in Bexley Heath? Um, Grand old Bexley Heath. I want to say seven. It's about that, isn't it? 20, no, 2006 is when we moved in together. Yeah. And I I think... I think it was 20... (laughs) I think it was like 2013 (laughs) or 14. Yeah, so that's about eight years plus the two yeah, years that's yeah, about I think ten about years. years so we've lived together about half the time we've known each other yeah it's crazy isn't it stats yeah. stats mate <laughs> what, stats. what kind of what kind of gamification award do we get for that I wonder um counting the counting award <laughs> yeah what <laughs> uh many many bottles of rosé and uh, chocolates Oh my god, mate, I have to say, during lockdown, because we are on lockdown at the moment um, here, I'm in Bexley, and uh, Tim, you're, where are you? Well, London Bridge. Yeah, London Bridge, Bermondsey sort of area. And, uh, yeah, so I have not had any wine in the, in the whole of lockdown. What? I know, yeah. Um, I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rosé has been my... Uh, my choice of isolation, actually, I get naked wine deliveries. Um, this is like a proper podcast now. I'm advertising naked wines. Um, oh my god! <laughs> I get those money? deliveries, <laughs> right? And uh, well, they they gave me a bunch of uh, rosés for this season that they had in stock, and I'm enjoying them mightily. Oh, Tim, I can't wait because we we found out recently that Desperate Housewives is coming back. And uh, you and yeah, I, Tim, this is, this is during when this the years that we lived together, we would have, def- I think it was Desperate Housewife Wednesdays. I think it was Wednesdays. It was Wednesday, yeah. And we'd always mm-hmm. have at least one bottle of rosé, um, sometimes entire massive plates of brownies at the same time, or I would. And uh, yes, it was like always <laughs> a rosé, a rosé, a rosé and, and a Desperate Housewife Wednesday. I've been looking forward to mm-hmm. rosé since I heard that announcement. I haven't had it at all. I think this is why I've been drinking it. I think it was that that sparked the memory of it, and now I haven't been able to let it go. Yeah, that was some, that was some fun times. Some fun times. 
Are we supposed to talk about games, by the way? We are supposed to talk about games. We're not just supposed to talk about how we know each other and how drunk we like to get. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the days of lockdown. Um, I think people will understand. We're also slightly <laughs> going a bit bonkers. Um, but uh, yeah, we are. We have been gaming a lot. And that's one of the reasons that Bill and Erin aren't here. Is One, they're boring. Two, they're both like really busy. I don't really understand how because they're just in lockdown. Um, and three, they haven't played <laughs> any games, so they're used. To I, I mean, how can you not be playing games at this time? They're playing board games in the evenings, but they're playing like the same game. They've just been playing Linky every night. Right. So you know. Right. I suppose you want some sort of easy entertainment. Some people at this time, they want familiar things, don't necessarily want to be challenged when everything's already quite challenging. So I get it. You're calling my brothers basic, aren't you, Tim? Yeah, I call them basic bitches. I mean, basically they are. Basic. They're so basic. Um, So... no, thank you so much for joining me this week, Tim. And I have to say, uh, some of our listeners said that, that that was the best podcast that we've done because you actually reviewed the game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just argue with you. No, you didn't just argue. Um, however, we do need to make it a bit shorter because we had you on for one episode and we went from being a 30 to 40 minute podcast to an hour and 13 minutes. <laughs> I mean, hey, ancient Greece went on for a long time. You know, you can't cut these histories short. It was many years. I mean, it was thorough, mate. We, we, we enjoyed the goat sex in particular. That was, that was probably my favourite. <laughs> yep. So what are you going to talk to me about today? Well, Jem, uh, I am bringing you my take on Journey to the Savage Planet. It was developed by Typhoon Studios and published by 505 Games. It was released for Windows, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One very recently on January 28th, 2020. Uh, I played it on the Xbox One and crucially, I played the whole thing as an online co-op. Oh, now that is something Mm -hmm. I don't do. So, um... We'll come to that in a bit, but in a nutshell, what is the game about? So it's a first-person adventure game where you explore a colourful planet, which is inhabited by various alien life forms. And your main task is to catalogue the various flora and fauna and collect the resources you need to craft new items and upgrades like jetpacks and grappling hooks. And they enable you to go back and reach previously inaccessible areas. And then you also encounter various hostile life forms, which you can defeat using weapons like your laser gun and throwable items like acid grenades. And you're also you're an employee from Kindred Aerospace, which <laughs> they call themselves the fourth best interstellar exploration company. Uh, and you have to explore okay. the planet to see if it will be suitable for future human colonisation and also discover the secrets of the planet. But you can't be the best at it. You can only be the fourth best. <laughs> the, the most you can hope for is fourth best, yeah. I know how that feels. That's hilarious. That's brilliant. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but you've described it as a... Did you say as a first-person shooter? Yeah. 
Yeah, but the, what, the way you described... Well, first-person adventure game. game. Yeah, yeah, like an action, more like an action-adventure vibe. Um, so is it... It's yes, an adventure first game, person, yeah. so you can't see your own character. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting, I mean, I've said it before on this podcast. I like to be able to see my body when I'm playing, you know? Yeah, I actually do... I find it more difficult when you're doing things like uh, jumping across platforms and if you yes. fall off you know you fall, fall to your death I find it much easier to estimate distance when it's third person first yes. person is difficult but you when you're playing game. co-op <laughs> when you when you play co-op it does give you the satisfaction of being able to see how stupid the other person looks oh. so uh, you know you do see the body in action then it does look ridiculous <laughs> oh good okay so talk to us like about what you expected from this game. It's called Journey to the Savage Planet. I mean, how how savage did you expect this planet to be? <laughs> well, I, I mean, so actually, I, I, I decided... I <laughs> savage Garden. Oh, don't really start singing, because I will. Um, yeah, no, I, I decided to start... You know, don't you have to pay royalties at some point, Jen? Please stop. Um, <laughs> for only for only that reason, no other reason, just for the royalties. <laughs> okay, my expectations. So I I decided to uh, play this purely on the basis that it was an online co-op that was available on Game Pass, um, and there aren't that many left that I haven't rinsed being in isolation as I am. Yeah. So I had no specific expectations based on the actual game story. Um, but what I always want from a good co-op is a smooth online experience yeah. with an equal amount of control between players uh, and a good balance of needing to work together versus a bit of individual freedom. Mm-hmm. And so were you playing... That's my with, expectation. Like, Shall I tell you how that played out? Yeah. I want to know, like, also, were you playing with randoms or is it one where you can invite no. someone you know? No. So, um... I really enjoy online co-op uh, when it's, you know, one or two other people. It's the friends that you know. Mm-hmm. I really don't enjoy those massively online multiplayers where as soon as you join, you get killed by a teenager. Um, yeah. I, I recently, a, a friend invited me to go and play one like that, uh, Sea of Thieves, I think it was. And I just really don't enjoy it. No. I really don't like the sort of simplistic gameplay with the emphasis on you know, up, upgrade your costume and how you look yeah. and teenagers hanging around your spawning points so that you can be killed again instantly. I just really don't enjoy it. It's not for me. So no, this is a, a, this is a partnership with someone I know and I know well, so you can play off each other's gameplay. Yeah, that's good. Um, sorry, I was just checking the time. Smooth, smooth, smooth podcast in there. <laughs> yeah, well done. Shall I, shall I tell you how my expectations played out? Yes, please do. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> okay, good. Because so, <laughs> I'm going to start singing Savage so Garden like, again. <laughs> I know. Before, I mean, you're the one who, you know, was telling me, like, it goes on too long. I'm like, I'm trying, mate. I'm trying. No, come on. Come um, on. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. So it, it, I think on the whole, it played out really well as a co-op experience. Uh, you do get a lot of individual freedom. So within a level, you can explore freely Uh, And you're encouraged to do that, which means as a partnership, you can cover more opportunities apart and gather more resources, which you then share. Uh, And then you get back together when you need to take down a big enemy and strategize. 
Um, so, you know, if you accidentally fall into something you think looks a bit intimidating, you, they can see where you are and come and help you. Um, that said, it's not without the occasional bug. So I did have to reset a couple of times and one time complete a task without my partner because it wasn't registering their efforts. Uh, oh, they're minor things, yeah. but definitely trouble against my expectations of what I want from good co-op. Yeah, and what does the game kind of look and feel like in terms of the design, the graphics? Uh, yeah, it's, well, it's one of the things I loved about it, actually. It's, um, it's very, um, very nice artwork, you know, very colourful, lots of sort of powder and pastel colours. The alien and plant life is kind of uh, really cute and weird. Uh, it's, it's really sort of out there on its own in terms of design. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. It's kind of like, it, it, it does um, straddle a nice divide between cutesy and weird and then a bit gross. <laughs> oh, very good. Cutesy to gross, one of my favourite mm. mismatches. So, like, what yeah. were your favourite bits about the game? So, I love the humour. Uh, it's got a very dry AI guide, uh, something kind of akin to Portal. Yeah. So oh, you no, get these, no. um, yeah, yeah, it's that, it's that kind of vibe. Your AI guide is, you know, it's there to give you help, but it's going to throw a lot of shade at you along the way. <laughs> yeah. um, and you get wacky advertising videos from corporate HQ. Uh, the design and behavior of the creatures, as I said, it's like cute and funny. Uh, when you die, you get reborn aboard your ship as a clone with like very sassy comments from your AI. <laughs> and you can even revisit the site of your death and bury your body <laughs> to get some extra carbon resources. Um, the AI tells you, told me, that after 50 deaths, my brain would no longer be viable. But I never actually failed that hard. Uh, I think I only made it to about 25 deaths. So I don't know whether that's true or not. Um, yeah. Another funny bit. So not all animals are hostile. Uh, okay. There are these sweet puffer birds that hop around and they sound a bit like guinea pigs. But in order to access oh God, some areas... popcorn, like uh, guinea, guinea pigs, so they do the popcorning. No, that's actually what it's what's called. What's popcorning? That's, so that is actually the term. Oh, the, the, the little squeaking. Do. That little, yeah, and they kind of hop from side to side when their feet just lift like side to side when they're happy and they make that popcorn yeah. song. It's called popcorn. Yeah, exactly. It's that funny <laughs> little noise. Very sweet. <laughs> Um, so they're kind of like they're all cute they're not going to attack you unless you attack them first but fortunately in, in order to access some of the areas of the level you <laughs> you have to kick them into these uh, grinders that are, oh, that are plant based so actually they're plants um, that, are, that are bad to you you have to kick them in and the, then the grinder breaks and you can access the other areas it's horrific and hilarious um, and then also the areas that you explore are brilliantly named so you get things like the moist vestibule and the festering chasm. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, obviously, I, I thought of you while playing it. <laughs> the moist but yeah, the artwork's gorgeous. Oh the moist vestibule and the the festering chasm. Was that me, the festering chasm? So, you know, all, all the kind of humour that's built into it is uh, what I made it really enjoyable for me. See, it's really, really cheeky. Surprising me from your initial description of the game and even the title of the game i would not have thought humor that's not something that i that, that would have popped at me from from your initial description and yeah it's absolutely weird, it's it's game, kind of it's quite it's quite surprising yeah this game also has is not on my radar and i've got game i've got xbox as well and i've got game pass mm -hmm. and i've 
never even heard of it. Yeah, it's only been out a couple of months. Oh, okay. So, so I think, um, and it's it, it's not a huge game, so I think it has uh, gone under the radar a little bit. But I, I certainly enjoyed it. Yeah, it sounds sounds fun. Um, so what what are the sort of negatives of the game, if you have any, apart from the the occasional? Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of the main thing uh, is the occasional bug, because the thing is, it it, it does things like. Um, uh, not registering when you've collected um, the loot you dropped earlier. So mission markers don't always make sense. Oh, and I think a lot of people who need guidance in games generally will be frustrated by the lack of it here. So you often have no idea how to progress in a mission. And you can sometimes suspect that it's a bug because they've popped up before. But right. sometimes it's just that you need to do a bit more exploration or experimentation with right. different gadgets. And yeah. that's not always clear. Uh, and that's very typical um, uh, of this. Uh, but in a way, I came to enjoy the aspect of it as well, because mm. it feels like you are real explorers and it's getting a bit messy. Uh, but I think that was easier to handle because we were in a co-op situation where you can right. vent your frustration and bounce ideas off your partner um, than it would be if you were left alone and bewildered. I think the lack of guidance if you're on your own would get a bit confusing. And as I say, you don't necessarily know straight away whether it's an intended getting lost or or not it's part of the game gone wrong yeah and that, that is a frustration in games isn't it because we all like you know play to the intelligence of the gamer like we most gamers are intelligent enough to deal with puzzle based exploration or exploration in order to trigger things as long as it's clear that's what you need to do but it's that i hate yeah that. yeah something quite recently actually i can't remember what um that was similar where i was like Am I meant to do this? Am I not meant to? I just have no idea, but it isn't it isn't in any way an intelligent working out. It's just because something in the game isn't working in a slicker way as it should. And it is that kind of like things aren't yeah, I, things aren't like registering in the way that you said, and I find that really frustrating. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think oh, no, players will get frustrated by that, especially if they're on their own. Tim has frozen. Let's see if we can get him back. This is um this is what happens when you podcast under lockdown. Oh no, he's back. Tim, are you back? Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Evil robots fuck you in the ear. Technical difficulties. So Tim, you you disappeared for you you disappeared for a full like minute and a half or something then. Ah. Boo. Am I back to normal? Yeah, I can hear you again. We'll put okay, cool. We can just cut that bit little, out. No, we'll just put a gorgeous little sound effect over that. Maybe we'll play a tune. Maybe we'll play a little <laughs> excerpt of Savage Garden. <laughs> You're definitely <laughs> either going to have to send them some money or an apology. No, it's okay. I think you get 30 <laughs> seconds. Oh, no, maybe you have to review them to get 30 seconds. Maybe we'll review that song. Really quickly, uh, what do you think of that song, Tim? Circa 1996, I want to say. Five? Six? Is it? What film was it from? I remember it being from a film. Was it from a film? I just remember it being played constantly. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just remember that music. I remember video, in the music that video. Music. He's on a. He's on a tube train, isn't he? He's on the tube. No, they're like in a maze, aren't they? In like a, a grass maze. 
I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, God, no. Maybe I'm wrong. Sure, he's on a tube. I'm going to look it up. After this, I'm going to look it up. They're, like, outside, and there's, like, gra- grassy maze hedges. I don't feel like our review is doing them any favours. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're, we're still going to have to pay them. Savage Garden, and so I, have, I am yeah. able to sing a really bad version of that track. Wonderful. Uh, the question I was going to ask you, because you've played this in multiplayer, like, how do you think it would fare as a single-player mm. adventure? Oh, you could definitely still do it as a single player. Um, it, obviously, certain aspects of it will get harder, like defeating the um, big bosses. I think you'll need to concentrate on upgrading your weapons more regularly than I did as a co-op, because mm. you've always got each other to, you know, yeah. uh, back up and be bait or die and run back after you've respawned to rejoin the fight. Your um, baiting. Yes. Absolutely, yeah, oh yeah. Oh there are there goodness. are times because there are there are certain creatures in there that you can only um, damage if you shoot them from behind, which when you're a single player is really difficult. Oh. If they if they keep charging towards you, you have to, you'd have to do a lot of dodging, Slip and it would be really difficult. Slingshot. But obviously, when you've got a partner, one of you just runs out to be bait, while the other does the shooting. So um, you can do it as a single person. It would be a lot harder. I think it was really fun as a co-op because, mm. as I say, there's a lot of experimentation and exploration that you have to do and it's quite good to suddenly discover something and then be able to tell the other person oh come and look at this but you can absolutely play as a single player yeah yeah all right uh and summing up what is your rating out of 10 well i yeah i know right (laughs) it's good it's good i appreciated it well, look, I think it's a, it's a nice in-between game. It's about 10 hours. Uh, yeah, it's a good antidote to Epic Games or or even just playing like the really serious indie offerings. Um, yeah. So I think a, a 7 out of 10, because I really enjoyed it as a distraction, okay. but it's not groundbreaking or and it's not one to add to your list of classics. So I'd say I really enjoyed it, but I don't think you could look back at this in a year and go, that was a classic game. Yeah. Um, here's a really important question. Do you think I would enjoy this game? Mm. Yes, you definitely would, because it's um, it's cute, but it's gross. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> I think you'll really... I think you'll spend a lot of time just looking at all the different creatures and going, aw, and then shooting them. Yeah, I, I think I enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah, all right, I'll make this a go then. Mm-hmm. I'll find a find a buddy mm. online um yeah. thank you tim um, you're welcome yeah, i guess so, that means it's your turn yes yeah, so you have to be the interviewer now so the hat goes to you the little virtual interviewer hat. oh okay yeah so um gem tell us why you want this job um well i think i'm really experienced in all the qualities that the job um demands and, um, okay, perfect, yeah. great. Yeah, great. <laughs> Good. Uh, I've pretty much <laughs> never done a job interview. Like, I mean, I do all the time because I'm an actor, but not like a proper one. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done one. <laughs> like a kind of... It's there. Do you know what? It's not that different. Yeah. It's, you, you have to go I mean, after, having like done both... <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, yeah, you do. You go in with your CV and they go, tell us about this thing. Imagine, imagine you're improving a scene whereby you have to tell someone about something you did in the past. It's not, isn't it different? So you just yes and I mean, the whole thing. Yes and. You just yes and the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. It's, oh it's God, not that amazing. different. 
Like maybe I should apply for like an actual job just to see how I do in the interview. Be interesting. I mean, I managed to get, you know, a job at Microsoft and my only CV was acting. Oh yeah, that is true. Oh, and delivering for London Light. And and giving out free <laughs> newspapers. And then they were like, Do you wanna design Skype? And I went, Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's just acting, isn't it? Fake it till you Tim make it. Had the most eclectic, uh, eclectic, eclectic CV of Eclectish. To the moon yeah. and back it will be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jem. Yeah. Um, tell me about this game. <laughs> okay. So nothing savage about it. I have been playing. Well, I've finished. In fact, I fucking completed it. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. I was playing on Nintendo Ooh. Switch. Uh, the game came out in 2019. Um, and yeah, I just completed the, the blighter. Yeah. And um, so uh, how long were you playing that for then? It sounds like you smashed through it. Uh, I didn't smash through it. I start, well, it's one of those games that Okay, I don't want to get into this too much at this point. So let me, in a nutshell at first, I got the game in in December, uh, is the answer. I bought it as a Christmas present from my partner. Um, But in a nutshell, it's, if you've ever played a Mario or Luigi game, it's more of the same, nothing that new. Uh, And the whole thing with the Luigi Mansion games, it's Luigi versus King Boo. Uh, and it's full of your usual Nintendo cuteness, um, a little bit of puzzling, a lot of kind of boss fights, clear all the ghosts, get to King Boo, defeat King Boo, end of game. That's the game in a nutshell. So it doesn't give you anything new from any of the former iterations. So, yeah. Okay. And so was your expectation that it wasn't going to be anything new or were you expecting more development yeah my expectation was the gameplay wouldn't be anything new but because it had uh, a lot of gorgeous animation which i'd been reading about they've done a lot of really cool things with little aspects of the gameplay so they'd introduced some um, little tweaks and little ideas that are really inventive uh i just read that read the kind of pre-reviews of it being really good and i think it came out i think it came out in november or october i can't remember now but um, we got it around Christmas time and I just wanted to play it because I haven't really sat and played through a Luigi's Mansion game before. I've dipped in and out of them on other people's consoles, but I've never owned one. And also Alex, my partner, was quite interested in playing it. So I was like, well, now's a good time. Um, And because we've got a Nintendo Switch, it's it's a great console in that these kinds of games, you can pick them up and put them down. And with the Switch, it's perfect because you can play a little bit on the train. You, in the days when we used to get trains, remember that? No. <laughs> no, I've forgotten what they are entirely. But yeah, it's... Um, so, to answer your previous question, I started it at the end of December. Um, played it a bit through January because I was in and out of town quite a lot for meetings. So I was playing it quite a lot on trains. And then I had a job in Feb- early February where I was in uh, Budapest for a week and I played it loads when I was there and then I came back and then didn't play it really at all until about three weeks ago when I picked it back up again. So I dragged it out. Ah, I see. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> but as I say, it's one of those games, you know the format, everything's split into like literal levels of a, like the whole setting is a hotel and every level is literally a level on the hotel. So you're going up and down a lift shaft um, and unlocking each level as you go. And so it's really easy to dip in and out of. You, you, can, you can smash through a level in under an hour. Uh, some of the harder levels with the harder bosses take a bit longer sometimes. But, like, it's it's the ideal game to kind of put down, play another game in between, and then go back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's, that's I... why it took me so long. Because <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> So, was there um, anything about the expectations you have for it that, that um, weren't met, or do you want to tell us about what you really loved about it? So I expected ultimate Nintendo gorgeousness and cuteness, and I got that. Like I, because I'd read so much about what it looked like and felt like to play, I I did have really high expectations. And sometimes you go into a game when you're thinking, "Oh, this is going to be amazing," and you start playing it, and you're like, "Oh, is that it?" Um, but this one, I mean, straight away, it's absolutely gorgeous. Like I can't stress that enough. It's stunning. Just it deserves all the animation awards. I think it has won a few, but it's just like so beautifully rendered. The music, as as always with Nintendo games, the music's beautiful. Like it's fully scored. Um, the thing that the thing that I love about it, and I know they've done this before, but the mirror work. You can jump around in front of a mirror, and it's perfect. Your reflection is absolutely perfect, mm. and. Just like so many little details with surfaces and and sheen on things and the way the ghosts are rendered is really, really lovely. So in terms of the way it looks, feels and sounds, I mean, it lived up to the hype. Definitely. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um, was there stuff about the the actual gameplay that you loved as well? Or is it was there anything aside from the, the look and feel of it? So... The game essentially is a game of hoovering. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right at the beginning of the game, um, you go to a hotel. This isn't a spoiler. This is right at the top of the game. You go to a hotel yeah. and everything. you realise it's all a facade and actually it's not a nice glamorous hotel. It's a spooky, nasty hotel impregnated with ghosts and they're all trying to get you and King Boo's behind everything. Um, and that's right at the top. And you get given this vacuum cleaner <laughs> which is strapped to your back which is called like the goo 4000 or something i can't even remember what it's called but it okay it's like you suck the whole game is you vacuuming <laughs> and initially i mean have I they have they not relaxing. heard <laughs> have they not heard of rumba could you not just get a rumba and let it go mm. <laughs> i mean sometimes <laughs> they're I leaning too heavily into ghostbusters <laughs> yeah, and but some levels, I mean, like, I don't want to do too many spoilers, but some levels you have to vacuum for ages, like tens of minutes, like sometimes 10, 20 minutes of vacuuming to get all the goodies, you know, all the little, there's lots of collectibles. It's Nintendo, they love a collectible. So like to get some of those things, I mean, you are vacuuming and vacuuming and vacuuming just to remove surfaces, I mean, to like remove tapestries off the wall, to like uncover, it's, it's a lot of vacuuming. And it started off I mean, really Jen, when, when this is all over, <laughs> if, you've, 
If you've really enjoyed vacuuming, you can come round. I've got a vacuum. You can go crazy. No, I was about to say, it started off really fun and then became really tedious. <laughs> okay. So, so does that loved... lead you on to what was poo about yeah, it? Yeah, so or... what I loved about the game, as I said, is, is the way it looked and felt and sounded. But um, what was poo about the game is, is a game about vacuuming. And after a while, you're like, I'm so bored of having to suck things up and blow things out. Because you can do both. <laughs> oh, honey, tell me yeah. about it. <laughs> Girl just want to get paid, don't she? <laughs> yes. I mean, I cleaned this hotel from top to bottom. And what do I get for it? Nothing. Nothing. Um, yeah, it's, it gets a bit tedious. And I think my overall poo note on the game, the poo note, is a... Uh, and also that um, (laughs) (laughs) every level becomes quite repetitive. So although each Mm. floor of the hotel is really unique in the way it's designed, and there's some gorgeous little things, which I'll come on to in a second, but um, the actual method of how you clear a level is the same every single time. So you go in, you clear a bunch of ghosts, you uncover something quirky and interesting, you might do that a couple of times, you clear a bunch of other ghosts, and then you get to a boss. And the boss fights were so tedious. Like, honestly, I was just so bored. And I was so angry in the end, because, and this isn't new, this is is how they've been before, and I spoke to my brother about it uh, earlier today, I spoke to Villain about it. Um, and he was like, yeah, this is always the way with these Luigi games, is the boss has to, and it's, it's a Nintendo thing as well. You do the same thing to the boss three times with a slight variation, and that's how you beat them. But for mm. me, doing the same thing three times in a game is so boring. Like, why? Just why? Like, I'd just rather yeah. do one thing or a bunch of different things for an extended period of time rather than doing something... Re- and it's sometimes really challenging, actually. Some of the, the boss... Some of the bosses are really easy and some are really challenging, but the ones that are challenging, like you might burn a couple of lives to do the first round and then you're like, damn, I've got to do it twice more. You're like, why? Mm. Just why? It's boring. I've done it already. So I, I've i learned a lot about myself recently in terms of gaming. I really don't like bosses. It was the same with Control. Like, it got to a point where if I had to repeat something to knock more damage off a boss, I'm like, I'm, I'm done repeating this sequence. I don't like it. I don't enjoy mm. it. Um, I don't know how you feel about yeah. that as well. You want... Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, if it's going to be a boss, give them the intelligence to be an adaptive fighter. You know, if you have to do one thing, okay, the next stage should be that that doesn't work anymore. You have to find a new solution. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just kind of grinding at the same thing feels like they've just copied and pasted a bunch of code because they couldn't be bothered to write yeah. anymore not into it <laughs> yeah and, it, and in this game it's like the same thing but plus one more difficult element maybe but it's just so boring like i just rather not i mean yeah i don't want to give away too many spoilers but i just rather yeah as you say it'd be a bit more inventive you know challenge me a bit more in do you a, think there's some um... boring yeah do you think there's something um, pandemic related in the fact that I left the planet and you frantically cleaned? 
I mean, yeah, my house is cleaner than it's ever been right now. That is one thing that the pandemic has done to me. It's like, I'm, I'm just obsessively cleaning. I'm like, oh, God, disinfect everything. Oh, this dust. Oh, back um, yeah, you see, so I, I just went, I'm it. leaving, and if I die, I'm going to get cloned <laughs> and reborn. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's probably something in that, Tim. Really, probably. probably. Uh, um, all right, James, so would you would you recommend this game? Are there recommendations to be had? I know you've sort of just given yeah. us a slightly bleak ending, but... Yeah, so, so look, I was a bit harsh on the game on the one hand, but on the other hand, the things that Nintendo have come up with and designed in the game that are really unique are so amazing and that's the only reason I continue playing the game. It became a bit tedious and then suddenly you get a floor where they change everything up and you're you're star like without too much spoilers, you're like starring in and manipulating your own movies in order to get a boss. Like or not a boss or get through a level. And there's like an amazing bit with street dancing ghosts. That's all I'll say. But it's amazing. Okay. Like little fun elements like that make the game really something memorable and so it's really a game of two halves for me it's tedium balanced with the most amazing creativity and i've never played anything like it because the tedium Mm. is so tedious and the creativity is so off the chart it's so inventive some of the stuff in the levels um that, that it's kind of like on the one hand i'm just so in love with this game and on the other hand I'm like oh I couldn't wait to finish it I've never Mm. played anything with that duality of experience so is that going to make it difficult for you to rate um yeah a bit but I feel like in terms of recommendation I would say if you're a fan of Nintendo you definitely have to play this um if you're a fan of kind of character driven cutesy platformy type games go for it if you're not if you're not someone who's tired by boss fights if you enjoy collectibles um, especially if you're a game completionist you'll love this game because there's loads of little things to find there's tons of collectibles and loads of fun to be had but for just a gamer that's not really a nintendo lover i'd probably say give this a miss it's not like in the way that Mario Odyssey, I feel like everyone should have a go at that. I feel like this one a bit less so. But maybe watch mm. some Twitch streams of the really cool bits. Because it's so, yeah. it really is like a masterpiece of inventiveness when it's in that mode. So yeah, it's a difficult one. But in terms of rating, I feel like I'd give it a 7 or maybe an 8. Like it's weird, If I if I give it a rating for the art for the music for the game most of the gameplay probably a nine but in terms of overall i'd probably give it a seven maybe a seven and a half yeah double sevens yeah double sevens this week yeah, hey, um, while you were giving half, actually yeah seven and a half <laughs> well, well i'm gonna push mine to a seven and a half then <laughs> okay you can do that it's totally fine i mean while um you were giving serious while you were giving your recommendation, I um I did open another can of cider, yeah, I and I think it was sufficiently close enough to the mic that everyone would have heard that. So yeah, just wanted to own up, really. It's okay if you hear. Um, um... I've got a question for you. Yeah, go on. About Luigi. Is yeah. Luigi dead? Well, Tim. Mm-hmm. Do you have a take on this? Because I do. I've got I got some had facts. A little, I had a little drink of my glass then, a little dramatic pause. Um. 
I mean, there's the jury's out, I think. But mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm prepared so, to hear your take. Go for it. Well, I mean, first of all, the, the history of Luigi being dead is interesting. Because mm-hmm. uh, there, were, there were hints in Super Mario Galaxy that uh, he was, in fact, dead, and the uh, the ghosts were commemorating him. But in 2018, I don't even remember this, but uh, Nintendo did a trailer for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate that showed Luigi entering, entering uh, Dracula's castle from Castlevania and getting killed and reaped by the Grim Reaper. And uh, Twitter went crazy, and they were like, no, Luigi's dead, rest in peace, Luigi. Even the BBC reported on it. Like, I found an article in existence, the end of 2018, where they were like, Nintendo's killed Luigi in horrific fashion. And then about a week later, Nintendo were like, no, he's fine, guys, it was just, it was just a trailer. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Evil robots fuck you in the ear. Technical difficulties. <laughs> oh, something's reset. I think you've oh. reappeared. You're sideways, Gem. Yes, yeah, so are you. <laughs> Really weird. Oh, that's interesting. You sort of disappeared, came back sideways. Yes, I did. Oh, there you are. All oh, right. no, I've turned you. I've turned you again. Um, this is the one. All right. Hey, of, where uh, podcasting is self isolation lockdown? Oh no, all right. Uh, where was I when I cut off? You said uh, you'd done the BBC thing. I said, oh yeah. really? Okay, great. So. It was reported on the BBC. People went nuts. Nintendo said, don't worry, he's not really dead. It was just a trailer. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, okay. Um, apparently in the Haunted Mansion, if you shine your flashlight on the wall, um, you can see Luigi being hanged. So the, there were like what? lots of still secrets of him being dead. Where? And there was, I shine, um, shine my flashlight on the wall all the time. It's part of the game. Yeah. Apparently happen. he's kind of near the beginning. You can see, you can see him being hanged. Okay, I'm going to go back into the game um, and have a look at that. King right. Boo, okay, there was another game as well. King where... Boo is obsessed with Luigi. King Boo is obsessed yes. with Luigi. So why? Why is he obsessed with Luigi more mm-hmm. than everyone Like he likes to collect everyone else up, but he's really obsessed with Luigi. Also, Luigi has uh, a doppelganger uh, out in the world, which is never fully explained. Um, and uh, this is leading up to a good fact, by the way. Um <laughs> Oh, so there's a game where you play as Mario and you unlock Luigi when you get to the end as a playable character after you rescue him. But the thing is, you go back and play the game as Luigi and you end up rescuing Luigi. So there's two Luigis. And there's, there's this thing where one of them refers to the other Luigi, not as Luigi. So there's, there's all kinds of weird stuff going on with what it, right? You, I've not heard this. What oh, game is this? It's um, 64. What, in Mario Sunshine? No, Mar- no, that was in 64. Mar- Super, Mar- Super Mario 64. Super Mario 64. Yeah. Right. I didn't complete So it, this yeah. is all leading up to another fact. Um, and Luigi's name, right, is uh, supposedly comes from Japanese Ruigi, meaning similar. Uh-huh. Because uh, he's Mario's twin. Um, anyway, all of this was leading up to me wanting to tell you something. One of the actors who uh, was the voice of Luigi from like 1990 for, for a few games. He was on SNL as well. His name's Tony Rosato. Mm-hmm. Um, but he suffered from Capgross delusion. And Capgross delusion is this condition whereby you think your, um, your loved ones, people close to you, have been replaced. <gasps> like they're duplicates. They're not real. 
Exactly. Body oh, no, Snatchers, like Twin Peaks, Tulpas. Oh, and so the guy who voiced Luigi, it's just like, that's such a weird story. Mm-hmm. And I read that and I had to tell you all about it. Thank you. It's a very um, sad that story, leads, actually. That leads me nicely <laughs> onto my favourite thing about the game, is that every time you, you operate the lift, um, you get access to saying one word. Do you want to guess what the word is? Oh. Um, As Luigi, it... you can say one word. You can say, oh. In the lift, you can press a button and it says one word. What do you guess the word is? Go on, Tim. Oh, I can only think of two. I was going to say things like going down. No, that's rude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm in you. No, 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 no. It's, it's, no. it's more basic than that. All he says oh. is Mario. Wow. And then, yeah, and there's, you, you can press, the, there's, on the D-pad, you can press three buttons and they'll all make him say Mario. And if you press them in sequence, he goes, Mario, Mario, Mario. <laughs> you get three variations on Mario. Um, and that's all you can make him say. But occasionally when he defeats a boss, he says, I did it. Just pretty cute. Aww. <laughs> I did he it. did it, not Mario. Yeah, and then at some point you you do get like towards the end of the game you see Mario again, and all Mario says mm. is, "Go on, let's have another guess." What what does Mario say? This is a short phrase, very short phrase. Does he say, um, <laughs> "It's a me, Mario"? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> he he says, "Come on, come on." And that you might have heard the dog joining in then. <laughs> it's so weird to me. As an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're going to now talk about the Italian realness of Mario Brothers, it's a Japanese just, creation. It's just a beautiful, um, you know, <laughs> rendition of a true relationship between two brothers. That one can only yeah. say the other's name. And the other one impatiently can only say, come on, come on. It's, it's quite something. Well, it's, it's, maybe he's <laughs> not saying his brother's name. Maybe he's saying his surname. Come on. It'd be me, me like me going McAvoy, McAvoy. Oh, right. Sorry, I, I, went, I went the other way. Because his name is, is Luigi name is Mario. <laughs> is his name Luigi is that, Mario? It's Mario, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. 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 <gasps> yeah. I... They're the Did Mario Brothers. Mario is called yes. Mario Mario. Mario is Mario Mario like and Luigi is, is Luigi Mario. Armit, Armit. It's pretty cool. You see? It is accurate. Oh, I've lost you again, Tim. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Evil robots fuck you in the ear. Technical difficulties. So I ended with, before you cut out, I said... Oh my god, Mario's called Mario Mario. My uncle's called Armit Armit. Yes, I said, see, it is completely accurate. <laughs> your family your family would behave like That's this. That's actually the Turkish <laughs> side of my family. I know, I know. It doesn't, doesn't quite work, work, does it? It no, nearly it works. Work. Um, anyway, we should wrap this up. Um, oh, hang on a minute. Yep. Speaking of brothers, were the guys in Savage Garden brothers? No. Oh, for God's sake. Really? I 
thought they were brothers. They weren't. They were just. They were friends. Actually, they fell out as well. I believe so. They're not even friends anymore. So he's not going to fly into the moon and back. I don't think so. I don't think so. They didn't even look similar. One was like short and dark haired. The other one was tall and blonde. They kind of had a similar face, but they were both Australian, I guess. They looked Australian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's more, more, more sweeping cultural statements from you there. <laughs> hey, I'm happy Italian one. I am Italian. I'm not Australian, so I'm sorry, Australian. I like you all. You're great. I love you. Bye. <laughs> um, thank uh, you so much, Tim. I'm I'm exhausted you're welcome. with laughter. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite tired. I think I'm going to go and um, stand on a mountain. <laughs> Not with you, though. Not allowed. Uh, Social gonna, distancing and all. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm going to go and sing some more Savage Garden. In fact, I'm definitely going to play it now because I've got an earworm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. This has been such a fun episode to record. And um, hopefully it yes. comes out thank you smoothly. Too. Who knows? Um, but thank you mm. to everyone at home listening. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this. Um, do, you know, recommend this to your friends if you have any anymore. Because, hey, isolation times, it's, it's, it's pretty tough. Keeping those friendships going, remembering to message people. But do it, guys. You know, reach out, reach out. And... Uh, have fun <laughs> via video apps and things like we have been. Um, but thank you so much, and we will catch you soon. So it's bye from me, Jen. And it's bye from me, adopted brother, Tim. Yay! Bye! Thank you so much, Timmy, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, give us a share, and we'll catch you soon. Bye! Bye! Well. <laughs> okay, stopping the recording.